Chris Kauser here with Matt Howell. On this episode of The First Run, Matt and I head out to the swankiest restaurant in the area to check out the menu. You like that? And then we head on over to Shutter to see the latest streaming project they have. Matt, it's VHS 99. You know, uh, it broke all their streaming records for viewership when it debuted. You know what the last film to break their uh, viewership was? VHS 94. It was indeed. <laughs> So uh, we'll talk about that, and then there's always a big rundown of the big releases on physical media featuring your streaming and straight-to-DVD pick of the week. And then Matt and I close out the big show by sharing our 2022 holiday gift guide for the movie lover in your life. We sure do. Sure so do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start everything off. Let's, let's take a let, You know what? I'm feeling kind of peckish. Let's see what's on the menu. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Hawthorne. I'm Julian Slowick, and tonight it'll be our pleasure to feed you. The curtain rises. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, sugar, protein, bacteria, fungi, various plants and animals, and at times entire ecosystems. But I have to beg of you one thing. It's just one. Do not eat. Taste. Savor. Relish. Consider every morsel that you place inside your mouth. Be mindful, but do not eat. Our menu is too precious for that. Indeed it is, Matt. Why don't you tell the fine folks at home, what is the menu all about? <laughs> so um, Ray Fiennes is a celebrity chef uh, known for having the most exclusive restaurant, which only seats 12 people who are invited out to an island um, with uh, no roads in, only way in by boat, costing an exorbitant amount of money. And he is holding a uh, another tasting at The Haven. Well, it quickly turns out that there is something not quite right with this this particular uh, seating, and uh, things get crazy from there. I think it's what did it was twelve grand a plate for this uh, restaurant. Was it that much? I thought it was twelve fifty. I thought he said twelve fifty. Oh, like one thousand two hundred fifty. Yeah, which is still outrageous, but yeah, I like twelve grand better. I think that's. Uh more feet i think that's what we're going for with this so man i'm going to start everything off by saying don't judge a film by its cover dare i say actually it's trailer mm. so initially we thought we were going to do what bones and all this week but it was right. still limited right it hadn't hit our locale so i said matt what do you want to do you want to do the menu or do you want to do she said matt said let's do the menu mm. and i was underwhelmed mm-hmm because that trailer for this film is, to coin a term, underwhelming. Mm-hmm. But it remind me of, while I'm watching this thing, the proverb was, may you live in interesting times. Because I think a lot of people kind of misinterpret that. They say like, oh, well, I hope you live in you know lots of cool, interesting things happening. No, 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 no. That is more about interesting times by the turmoil and strife. But I think one of the interesting things about that is it can also inspire great art or, you know, maybe just good art. Mm-hmm. So what the menu is trying to do here, Matt, as our nation's spiraling inequality continues to get worse, along with an exposed, if it ever really wasn't, meritocracy is what this film is putting on in full display. Horror, Matt, for me, has always been, in my view, the best channel for kind of examining difficult times and difficult things. And I think that's maybe why I found 80s horror so memorable and engaging. There's this weird, I feel like, plasticness, this artificial, I don't know, like covering of 90s horror Mm -hmm. that I never really was able to get into. And I used to think it was just nostalgia, Mm -hmm. why I prefer 80s horror over 90s. And I think that's why I didn't connect with it so much. But I think that's wrong. Because I think times in the 80s were much more difficult than they were in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I think we are now in another really difficult time. 
perhaps an end time, depending on how fatalistic you want to be about it. Matt, what are your thoughts on the menu? Is it a really searing portrait of the elite and their greed and what they've done to us as a country, as a planet, as a people? Mm -hmm. Is it a botched message film? What are your thoughts on the menu? Yeah, so, uh, again, every time you present with me these questions, it's usually somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's it's not doing anything groundbreaking. It's not asking any questions or giving you any critiques of anything that you haven't seen probably dozens of times if you've watched uh, any kind of uh, film with regularity. But it is a lot of fun. I was expecting something a lot more kind of... I don't know, like most dangerous gamey kind of thing, which is mm-hmm. not what we got at all. I thought, you know, some of the critiques and the jokes and stuff, they land. It's uncomfortable at times. I had a good time watching it. Although I just don't think it's anything groundbreaking, but I think this is a really interesting film to see as you're moving into feast season with Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. We also saw a film in a similar vein a couple weeks ago, right? The Triangle Sadness. Yeah. And I think this is a much more accessible film. Mm-hmm. I think it's black comedy is a little more accessible, and I think it's solid at times. I will admit that it, during in the theater, Matt, I did my patented <laughs> quite a few times while I was watching it, and I was, I believe, laughed at. Well, I'm going to say laughed with by uh, <laughs> audience members in the theater. <laughs> I think there's a couple times where I was the only one that maybe that got the jokes okay. as well. I'm not quite sure, but I think for the most part, this was a very, very successful film. I think also, I think this might be a good double feature with like, what is it? The Hunt, mm-hmm. that movie that came out a couple years ago yeah. that was like unjustly panned. Or not just say panned, but received some criticism by uh, people who really don't know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. When it turns out, like, was say, well, Hunt's conservatives, or when it was really the exact opposite, it portrayed them in a very positive light. Right. And the effete liberals, like myself, as the uh, bad guys. <laughs> but still, in regards to the menu, I found there's a lot more that's successful and engaging than isn't. I think that really the whole thing hangs on me on basically three people mm-hmm. Ray Fine, Annie Taylor Joy. And Nicholas Holt. Right. And I do love how the uh, director, Mark Malloyd, and the writers, Seth Reese and Will Tracy, how they kind of play, not so much with our expectations, but what they do for some of our characters. We get just little pieces of information as we go, specifically on Annie taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. I think that they telegraph, but subtly, and they do it well, what her character is all about, what mm-hmm. her arc is going to be, and who she is. Mm-hmm. And I think Ray Fine drops his accent which I think is mandatory for this film. Mm-hmm. Because I think if he had his English accent, it would kind of ruin the whole thing because he would sound more sophisticated. Right. And so, But I think his performance in this, for me, was very mannered and nuanced at times. It never like blew up to me. It was never like super over the top. Right. But he was always engaging. Nicholas Holt's heel turn, if it really is a turn, but as he slowly reveals kind of what it's just a POS he is yeah. throughout the film, yeah. again... Really fun to watch. The rest of the cast, you have John Leguizamo and so many. Judith Light I know. shows up yeah. as well, who I enjoyed. Yeah. And you know who else I like, I like too? Because I liked hating them with the tech bros. Yeah. But I have a special, I don't know what the term is, but man, I have a special hatred. I don't like to use that word, but <laughs> animosity, we'll say, sure. for tech bros. Sure. Generally, so I'm really having a ball with all this stuff happening in Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, still, I think there's a lot here to enjoy. There's things that don't work. I don't know if Hunk Chow's Elsa works for me. Really? She is like the second in command. She's the house manager. Yeah. And I feel like the turn her character takes is more plot device than it is. Does it feel like a natural extension of the story? Mm. It feels like Malloyd says, well, I got to get to, I got to get to, to Z. How do I do that? All right, well, if I do X and I do Y, then I can get there. It doesn't feel as a natural outgrowth as the rest of the film. feels much more organic to me, mm-hmm. even in, in its absurdity. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know if that's fair. I mean, I think it's... Um, 
we don't really know that much about any of the 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 people that work in the restaurant besides uh, Ray Fine's character. So it could be completely in character for this person. It could have been completely something that we expected. I just kind of went with it. I thought it was fine. I mean, I didn't have a particular issue with how that ended up. Yeah, I I know that they're very close knit, mm-hmm. right? And they're very tight as a group. A family, perhaps like a you could say a Jim Jonesy type family, maybe. But there's also there isn't a madness in them, right? They're they're it's much more calculated and much more focused, and it's a group of people who've kind of made a decision to take a stand on something, mm-hmm. even if it's going to cost them everything, mm-hmm. perhaps, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's funny, Matt, how I don't know what this is about me, but how into this movie I was and how much. <laughs> I, I got it. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Sure. You know, so in the end, Matt, I felt, I don't know, I just found it very entertaining, very thrilling at times, and very, very funny at all times too. But I do agree, there is there is something, there are a couple things that f- didn't quite work for me. Again, the house, the maitre d's role, and uh, like you said, it's not the most original idea, yeah. perhaps, but... If you come for your uh, joy and fine and halt, I think you're going to have a, a really fun, interesting experience. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you know what? That food all looks pretty damn good, especially the burger at the end. That looks like a damn good burger. <laughs> really, for me, it's 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 fine. Is what it was totally in the end. If I had to choose like an MVP of this movie, yeah. He really is what yeah. I think elevates everything. Yeah, I mean, I think Holt and Joy are good. I think Joy, Anya Taylor-Joy is basically doing the same thing that she does in a lot of her films lately. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of getting kind of one note at this point. And Holt's always fun, but I mean, like you said, he's such a POS in this. that it, He's so weird, too, that it doesn't, you don't really connect with him. You're just kind of like, what is this wacko going to do next kind of thing? But yeah, Ray Fiennes really sells this thing. This thing kind of completely exists on his shoulders and he pulls it off very well yeah i mean as always we're trying to dance around stuff so you don't get too many reveals i think the less you know going into this the better because like that trailer again it's just not it's not very good mm-hmm. but you're right i mean i was when i'm watching joy you're right because we have the issue like same kind of character in thoroughbreds mm-hmm. which i think is a great little movie if you haven't seen it mm-hmm. as well but um yeah no, that's interesting. I mean, even to a little bit like uh, Last Night in Soho. I mean, yeah. very similar character. Or I don't know if you watched The Queen's Gambit, also very similar. I did. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, you're right. Just get a little one note for me in the Taylor Joy. Oh, boy. You've been put on notice. <laughs> that's right. This long-running podcast has put you on notice. I want to see you do take a different role, damn it. <laughs> so uh, what are you going to give the menu, Matt? Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought it was uh, a nice surprise. I had heard good things. That's why I suggested it. But I, I was with you, Chris, that I didn't think it looked very good off of the trailer. But I'd heard enough good things that I was willing to give it a shot. And I'm pleasantly surprised. Snore. I had a B plus as well. <laughs> but that means you know it's a B plus film. There's no arguing. Exactly. There's no arguing with that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, this, the uh, menu is playing in theaters right now. Go check it out. If you've got a chance to see it, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Shoot us an email at feedback at thefirstrun.com. Matt, what's coming up next on physical media this upcoming Tuesday, November 29th? Not a lot. Mm. Not a lot. Just a few things. What really, too, is interesting is that the 4Ks basically almost disappear this week after being the majority of last week's list. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about one we did not see but looked pretty interesting to me. Sorry, I'm just trying to wrap my head around um, around that. So, what are the hours? Regular hours. You do realize this is a very competitive position. Yeah, sure, I understand that. What, what I don't understand is how you feel so comfortable asking someone to work without pay. You know, when I was your age, they told me all I could be was a secretary. Okay, but secretaries get paid. <laughs> That's not the point. Well, when you were my age, did you have $60,000 of debt? How about this? When I was your age, I was the only woman in a room full of men. But you had a job. Okay, you know you're, you're getting paid, am I, I wrong? I the time for this. Clearly, you're a bit spoiled. Spoiled? Let me be frank with you. You don't belong here. 
because you think everyone is out to get you. None of us are out to get you, oh, especially Christ. me. Right. I'm trying well, to help this you. This was uh, fantastic, Liz. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you. No more talking. Just leave. Thank you so hey, much. Hey, if you for want to tell me in. what to do, put me on the payroll. How about that? Whoa, whoa! You liked too, Matt, when I started the clip that I did not mute my microphone as I moved around a little bit. I so didn't hear it though, it. so it's okay. Okay. Whew. Hopefully, nobody else did. So that is Audrey Plaza in Emily the Criminal. She plays a Don and her luck woman who is saddled with debt. She gets involved in a credit card scam that puts her into the criminal underworld of L.A., ultimately leading to deadly consequences. Also coming up on uh, physical media, 4K Blu-ray is, well, it's Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling. Mm-hmm. It's being released. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, I believe, available to stream right now on HBO Max as well. Includes a uh, deleted scene of one of Alice's nightmares and a making of featurette. I I don't know. I don't know if I can really recommend it. No, I, I don't think so. I think you can skip it. Yeah. I want to report back, too. So, supposedly, there's been some... I think we talked about last week. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is being released in 4K mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. And it has 81 minutes of deleted scenes, including that legendary scene of John Candy smoking a cigarette and eating a hot dog at the same time, which is very, very funny. But it's been, from what I've read in a couple different sites now, it's been DNR'd to death. Mm that they basically took all the grain out of it and looks kind of plasticky and waxy and stuff, unfortunately. So I don't know. Do you take it for the deleted scenes? Do you uh, hold off or stick I with mean, Blu-ray? Let's be honest. All of those deleted scenes will be on YouTube within a week. So if you want to watch them, you can. There you go. What else is coming up, Matt? The Silent Twins, based on the lives of June and Jennifer Gibbons, real-life identical twins who grew up in Wales and became known as the Silent Twins because of their refusal to communicate or communicate with anyone other than each other. Hmm. You like that? I'm really nailing it. I'm thinking, too, the editing may be a little light this week because we are staring down the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a nice, raw episode, <laughs> folks. So prepare yourselves for that as I reach across my desk and put my tea down. Prancer, A Christmas Tale featuring James Cromwell. Ten-year-old Gloria and her recently widowed grandfather Bud befriend a mysterious reindeer when the family gathers for Christmas. Bud comes to believe that Prancer may actually be magical, but Gloria fears his theory will send him straight to a retirement home. Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon, featuring Kate Hudson, Craig Robinson, Ed Screen, and Young Yung Sao, a girl with unusual powers, escapes from a mental asylum mat and tries to make her on her own in New Orleans. The Big Easy, mm-hmm. as they say. Mm-hmm. Grand Jeté, in order to concentrate on her career, a ballet teacher lives estranged from her young son who grew up with her mother. When she meets him again after years, an affection develops that goes far beyond maternal love. Oh, no. Moving on. Emergency <laughs> Declaration, Well Go USA, uh, directed by Han Ray Him, is after a terror incident occurs mid-flight, a passenger declares an emergency. Okay. Okay. New to Blu-ray, Shout Victory is doing a limited release, only 1,500 copies, Matt, of The Evil That Men Do. This is the Charles Bronson film. Includes the unedited, I should say the unrated and R-rated versions of the film, as well as the TV version as well, included in standard definition. Shout is also putting out the 2001 film R Xmas, featuring Drea DiMatteo, Lilo, Lilo Brancato, I don't think it's a real name, and Ice-T. It's Christmas time in the heart of Manhattan, and a loving couple leads a dual life, doting socialite parents by day. And hard bargaining heroin dealers by night. Mm-hmm. This is a film mapped by Abel Ferrara, though. So oh, okay. probably is still pretty interesting. Factor 25 is putting out In the Soup. This is a Steve Buscemi featured film. Faded. A rundown New York apartment. We find Adolfo Rolo Buscemi and his 500-page script, Matt. Tortured by self-doubt, financial ruin, and unrequited passion for his next-door neighbor, played by the still-to-this-day luminescent Jennifer Beals. Adolfo places an ad offering his mammoth screenplay to the highest bidder. Also includes appearances by Sam Rockwell, Stanley Tucci, Will Patton, Debbie Mazar, Jim Jarmusch, and Carol Kane. Severin is putting out The Shadowed Mind. Stephanie arrives as a patient at a private clinic, Matt, who, uh, people who suffer from sexual dysfunction, run by Dr. Hildesheimer. So you've probably seen this one. Severin is also putting out Mansion of the Living Dead. This is a Jess Franco film, so I'm assuming lots of nudity. They're also putting out Libido with a brand new 2K restoration. Blood Hunt gets a 2K restoration from 1985 as well. Kino Lorber is putting out Detective Story with a brand new 4K restoration. On one day in the 21st Precinct Squad room, Matt, assorted characters from a backdrop for the troubles of hard-nosed Detective Jim McCloy. Kino Lorber is also putting out Peking Express. Gets a brand new 4K restoration as well as a new audio commentary. 
The unguarded moments from Kino gets a 2K restoration and two new audio commentaries. And then Kino wraps up their offerings, Matt, with Inspector Magritte double feature, Pickpus. That sounds ugly. <laughs> and then Cecil is dead. Discotech Media is putting out Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds from 1977. This is a Japanese film, about, Matt, about a village that's menaced by a plesiosaur from the depths of the sea. Meanwhile, deep in a cave of ice, a prehistoric egg begins to hatch. The plesiosaur, I'm not sure if I'm even saying that, plesiosaur? We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And the mystery creature hatched from the egg seemed destined to clash. Cauldron is putting out Convoy Busters. This is the uh, kind of Italian, what, kind of gangster film. In Rome, a vagrant finds the body of a teen girl, her throat professionally slashed. Professionally Professionally, slashed. that's right. Police inspector Olmi uses his brutal and violent methods to follow a trail that leads him toward high government officials. When his methods leave an innocent bystander dead, the corrupt officials have an excuse to get Olmi transferred to a coastal town where the pace is slow and he has time for a romantic dalliance. Soon, Olmi discovers that fishing isn't the only lowly occupation and out comes his gun and ruthless tactics of investigation. I guess more of a Jawa, maybe. 2K restoration from the original camera negative, original English and audio subtitles, and a whole bunch of new interviews included on that one as well. Cauldron also putting out Shanghai Joe with a brand new 2K restoration, also known as My Name is Shanghai Joe, The Fighting Fist of Shanghai Joe, To Kill or to Die, or The Dragon Strikes Back. It's about a Chinese immigrant recently arrived in America, Matt, who fights to free Mexican slaves from their cruel master. Mm-hmm. A couple new interviews, a new audio commentary, and more. Mega Syndrome is putting out Burning Paradise, the martial arts film by Ringo Lam. It's part of their Black Friday pre-order sale. So when you use the episode of Post on Friday, it will be available. You know what else is going to be available there, Matt, What's as that? an exclusive? What's that? 4K of Roadhouse. Roadhouse. So I'm excited about it. They're also putting out Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And a hard case slip cover limited edition to uh, ten thousand. So I'm going to be ten grand of these. So uh, also that's going to cost ten grand. I was trying to be clever. It's going to be ten thousand copies. <laughs> Paul Neshay's The Werewolf versus Vampire Woman, also known as Werewolf Shadows, being released in 4K. And Vinegar Central is also putting out The Invisible Maniac and Sex is Crazy in 4K. Matt, you're straight to DVD pick of the week. I was going to retire this stuff, but this is coming out and it's. The first part of a trilogy. Okay. I can only assume these were filmed years ago. Bruce Willis stars as veteran detective James Knight, K N I G H T, dedicated to navigating the manning streets of LA in this thrilling first of a trilogy of films. As the city prepares for Halloween, mask wearing armed robbers critically wound Knight's partner in a shootout following a heist. With Knight in hot pursuit, the bandits flee LA for New York. Where the detective's dark past collides with his present case and threatens to tear his world apart. Mm-hmm. Unless redemption can claim night first. And I watched a trailer for this, Matt. I wanted to see, like, I thought, like, Bruce was, like, not well at this point. Yeah. And there are just scenes of him looking earnestly at people throughout the trailer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's a couple scenes of him talking, but I don't know if it's him talking. Like, there's one film there where they kind of had to dub his dialogue yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. I, I'm assuming he just filmed all of these a long time ago, and they're just getting released now. Yeah. I, I hope, I guess, like the best case scenario. <clears throat> well, way to bring us down on a down note there, Chris. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring us up with this. Glenn Gordon Karen supposedly had tweeted out about a month ago, and I haven't heard anything since, that he's teamed up with one of the streaming giants to get all the seasons of Moonlighting available soon. Oh, my goodness. So I'm very excited. I own the first three seasons on DVD. Uh, which they go for crazy prices too, Do especially they? I think the fourth or fifth, because no one really bought those, so they're much more rare. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, one of my favorite shows. Matt, what should we be streaming this week? So I think I've, I, I, in fact, I know that I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because people are not watching it, and guys, guys, specifically, also my esteemed co-host, because I can almost guarantee he's not watched it either. But mm-hmm. the Andor show on Disney Plus, mm. it is. Very, very good. Um, it is, I, it is, it's a side of Star Wars that you have that has not really been shown. I, I am really enjoying the hell out of it. It is, it is really, really good. I, I keep hearing how great it is, Matt, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. Well, you know what? It's the Thanksgiving. Had holiday. to watch VHS ninety nine. <laughs> well, it's Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. 
I when you're going to put on a movie while you're making your tofurkey or whatever you're making, and dare you. <laughs> and uh, and you know instead of putting in that movie that you've seen twenty seven times, maybe maybe just put on put on this couple times, you know, couple hours, yeah, two episodes, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get around to that. That's a good point. I, it's I hear it's really good, so I'll make sure to do that. Yeah, well, I mean the All numbers right, the numbers yep. are not great, so people got to get on. Really? Yeah, there. It's like as far as like people watching it, it's not very. It's, it hasn't been it hasn't been watched. So people need to get out there. And start I keep watching. hearing how great it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping word of mouth will boost those numbers up because uh, well, the last episode has not come out yet. It comes out this week. We shall. We'll see if it gets another one. So wait, this is the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Is this week? Mm-hmm. How many episodes are there? Twelve. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of show. Twelve hours. So I used to watch twenty-four episodes of like Law and Order, but yeah. <laughs> good times. All right, good. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. I gotta get on that. So let's spend a few minutes, Matt, and talk about VHS Nanana, the uh, found footage series that just won't die. Maybe maybe that's not such a bad thing. And welcome back to Ozzy's Dungeon. I'm here with the two remaining contestants. We have Donna from the Big D, Detroit, Michigan, and Timmy from the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Okay, so who's ready for the final challenge? Okay, kids, we are going to start by making our way through Ozzy's orifices and make our way back to find a hidden flag in the cracked rock. Then up the ladder we go and through the mouth hole and down the throat, ending in this yucky, mucky, mixed stomach. (laughs) And then through the green jowler, we're gonna search and we're gonna find ourselves a red flag. And with that red flag, we're gonna crawl on our hands and knees through the large intestine and then out through the poop shoot escape route. Now, if you beat the clock and you get me that red flag before the time runs out, you will be the first contestant ever to make it to the dungeon, meet Ozzy, and have that favorite wish granted. That is a lot of exposition, Matt. Why don't you, uh, should I make you talk, talk about what? No. So VHS 99, <laughs> right, is the return of the found footage, that series that has had interesting middling and sometimes just outright bad films in it. But what's interesting to me is that I think almost everyone has at least had one standout. Yeah. That's been really worth the price of admission. Sure. Even if some of the other ones are under par, there's always at least one. And I think was it the last one? I think was the one of the worst we had seen. I think was it wasn't it? as good, bad. I think the worst we've seen is still VHS viral. Yeah, you're right. Viral is the worst one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but the, 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 one of the big challenges we've always had too is the framing sequences. Mm-hmm. They've tended to be pretty weak as well, and they do something different. I think with the framing sequence this time out, which I appreciated that they're trying to do something different this time. But the general conceit right here, I guess, is that it's. Found footage is old VHS tapes that somebody has found or whatever that they're playing. And they're all basically, it's a horror anthology. Mm-hmm. So you have short little horror shorts in here. So Matt, I've graded each one. I'm not sure if you got so bold as to do I that. I didn't, but I can do it on the fly. All right. So first out of the gate, Matt, we have Shredding, which is uh, written and directed by Maggie Levin about a group of punk rockers who go into this supposedly cursed underground venue where the uh, years ago a punk rock group called Bitch Cat uh, played there. There was a fire and the members were trampled to death and they disrespect Bitch Cat mm-hmm. when they go down there. And of course, things go horribly wrong for them. Yeah. Matt, what are your thoughts on shredding? Pretty bad. Not great. <laughs> um, very, very not good. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's got a whole lot of things in it that are just not particularly good. It has like a, the punk rock band that we're following, which I've already forgotten the name of the band. Rack. Uh, Rack. Yes. They have like a jackass kind of, uh, you know, film series that they put out and it's all cringily bad. And then they go, you know, into the nightclub 
um, kind of shades of that was it a white snake show that happened in Rhode Island. Um, I, I think with the pyrotechnics and no, that was um, the uh, uh, the tiger one. Don't cry. Um, white tiger, white shark. It wasn't white snake. It was great white. Great white. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I some of the creature designs, I guess, are kind of cool. But I mean, that's about yeah. it. And even. You know, even the kind of stuff at the end, it just looks hokey. They kind of let the camera linger for way too long, and it just doesn't... I can't tell if they're trying to go for, like, a Evil Dead horror thing, or if they're just trying to be straight-up scary. Yeah, now, I follow the uh, writer-director, Maggie Levin, on Twitter. I think she's really cool and mm-hmm. fun and smart mm-hmm. and, and a great talent. And I just I agree with you. I think this is the weakest of all of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I think part of the issue I have is I think she may will lean too heavy into the VHS aspects of it, where a lot of times it's hard to follow what's happening. Right. Uh, there's way too much of the tracking static. Yeah. Much too often. Mm-hmm. And overall, I don't know if the scares are really there either. I think the creature designs, like you said, are solid. I like the conclusion mm-hmm. of the possessed dead playing the bitch cat song mm-hmm. that have been previously dismembered. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, it's just not as successful for me as, as some of the other ones in this. So what do you give it? So, Oh uh, yeah. We're going to go one by one. I'll go, I'm going C plus on shredding. Yeah. I think I'm going to go C. Okay. Matt, do you remember what suicide bid was all about? You want to talk about that one? About the sororities? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. A young woman is uh, got her heart set to pledge a very particular sorority insofar as whatever school they're going to. Um, she's only, You got to put, I guess, the sororities you want to pledge on a list, and she's only putting the one because she desperately wants it to get in this one, so much so that she is abandoning her roommate best friend to do it. Um, she goes to a, a, uh, a cemetery. The... Other girls in the sorority decide that to, in order to be a, a part, she has to get into a coffin that uh, is in an open grave and stay in it all night. If she tries to leave, then she's out of the sorority. Well, in a place like VHS, <laughs> graveyards and, and hazing don't mix. No, they do not. Mm. What are your thoughts on this one, Matt? Um, the, uh, sorority buried alive trope get new breath in in its lungs here. Or? Sorority buried alive? Is that is that a trope? A sorority? Yeah, that's a whole genre. It is it. Okay, sorority girls being buried gotcha, alive. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, no, just hazing. Yeah, and then we'll add in yeah. the buried alive. I mean, there's nothing new really to this. I will say that any kind of buried alive sequence creeps me the hell out because just the claustrophobia mm-hmm. of it is disgusting. So that is like. Uh, that is points in its favor automatically. Um, I think the kind of conclusion to this is kind of like, I got a bit of a, okay, kind of, uh, all right, that happened kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think it's only very slightly better than the previous entry, but it's, it still leaves a lot to be desired. So what are you coming down with it on it? Um, see, a slightly higher C. <laughs> All right. Well, that's absolutely wrong. Suicide bid, I think at times, is very, very good. I think it's its strongest when she is trapped in the coffin. They give her that little box for protection, right? For help mm-hmm. her feel strong. And that goes horribly wrong. But when we get the appearance by uh, Guillotine, who is, I guess, Matt, is the Lithuanian goddess of death. Oh, okay. Is what that name is. Represents. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. But either way. Uh, I think that creature design was pretty well done. I think mm-hmm. I felt the claustrophobia. I felt the walls closing in, the the water from the rain seeping in to where now she could possibly drown as well. Yeah. All great stuff. I think the ending is not quite as strong as well, but I think it's it's good enough where I actually, I think that part of it with the claustrophobia in the coffin, I ended up giving a suicide bit of B for me. Okay. All right. Very Matt. Good. Ozzy's Dungeon, it's a children's game show mm-hmm. where you got to go through this little made-up course. And if you're able to uh, complete it, then you win a prize. What that prize is, I guess your fondest wish is mm-hmm. granted. A young girl has a horrible accident, Matt. 
permanently scars and disfigures her in her leg, ruins mm-hmm. her life, I guess. Mm-hmm. So her family kidnaps the host and they kind of, it starts by them reenacting the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. But now the host is potentially the victim, but they actually go to the revitalized show and things right. get even crazier from there. What were your thoughts on Ozzy's dungeon? This is thing is a mashup of uh, Double Dare and uh, Secrets of the Hidden Temple, which brought a nice hit of nostalgia back for me. I wasn't on board with this when they had the host captured and they were kind of doing the whole torture thing. And like, I was like, okay, this is kind of taking a long time. But then when they went back to the studio, I was suddenly all in on this. I like, I was way back on board as to what was going to happen. Um, you know, there's at least a lot to be desired as far as like what exactly is going on. You know, there's a bit of a cosmic horror element to it, which I kind of dig. Um, I think the ending really saves this one. Um, so I think it's one of the, for me, it's one of the stronger ones just because it's such a what the hell's going on kind of thing. Yeah. What'd you end up giving it? Um, I'm going to give it a C plus. I give it a B minus. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. I actually did enjoy the stuff where they were torturing the guy, which I know is mm-hmm. a weird thing to say out loud. Yeah. But uh, I like the um, the flask with the Mountain Dew in it that is yeah. clearly supposed to be acid, right? Yeah. They're threatening him with that as well. <laughs> Some of the gore effects I think are pretty good. I always love a good face melt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think there's enough here, too. It may drag a little bit during the torture, air quotes, portion of it, I guess, if you will. Sure. But I think in the end, there's enough entertaining stuff here. So it ends up getting a B- minus from me. Sure. So then, Matt, the Gawkers, which is our framing device, which is mm-hmm. actually brought in early as right. a story. What was that one all about? So a group of horny teens are really into their uh, neighbor across the street. They convince the little brother to who's said he's going to help set up her webcam, the newfangled invention on her blue iMac um, that is there that she gets delivered um, to install some spyware so they can watch her in her room, like a bunch of creeps and who boy, bad decision on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So this one kind of called back to the first segment of the first VHS where with the, um, the succubus and the guys who kind of pick up the, the woman who turns out to be a demon kind of thing and kills all mm. of them. Um, this is a kind of a callback to that kind of thing. It's not as effective as that first one is. Um, but I mean, for a kind of creature, uh, you know, monster thing, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was okay. Takes a long time to get there, though. Yeah, but I think it's very effective the way it kind of plays it out until we get the monster reveal. Mm-hmm. I love seeing, I'm, I don't want to spoil it, I'm going to say I love seeing this monster in the film. It's yeah. not one you see very often at it's all. It's not, no. So, but the reveal of it, I think, is done very, very well mm-hmm. and very creepy. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, she comes to take her revenge also, is, I think it was pretty well done mm-hmm. too. So I thought this was one of the stronger efforts too. I gave uh, the Gawker's Mad a B. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B as well. Although I'll never understand why those dudes didn't just close the drapes while they were creeping out on her, and then they would have been fine. Yeah, well, lessons learned. Lessons learned. A little too late for some. Yeah. So then, Matt, the last one for me, I think, is the strongest of all of them. Mm -hmm. But as I was watching it, I was wondering how you would feel about it, because it's a mix of horror and comedy. Sure. That I found pretty effective. We have these two guys. They're documenting a demonic ritual where they're calling a demon to inhabit the body of this woman on uh, new year's eve of y2k Mm -hmm. and what happens is they have a little mischievous demon that likes to pop up every now and then and when they banish the mischievous demon back to hell these two guys unfortunately get dragged into hell with him Mm -hmm. and it's now their adventure of trying to get back as they learn a little bit about themselves too (laughs) Uh, but i think matt this one handles the horror and the comedy really well it felt like you were walking through and i mean this as a compliment you were walking through like a haunted house that your neighbor had set up for Halloween, mm-hmm. but it's the neighbor in the town that everybody goes to every year because they know they do the coolest stuff. Right. 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 That's kind of what it felt like to me. And it was the most fun and entertaining of this episode to Helen back. I gave it a, uh, a B plus 
it's uh it's just it's the most fun i had with the whole thing they encounter a, a demon who decides to help them get out because as long as they write her name in the witch's book yeah and you don't know is she gonna double cross them or not but all the little demons or the creatures that show up as they're on their journey back to try and get to yeah our plane i guess is uh just fun it's a yeah. lot of fun yeah i agree i think um that is the most effective one i don't think the comedy bits they didn't really feel forced or out of place i mean the kind of humor is because the two guys start bickering with each other while they're obviously have bigger problems going on but uh you know it's 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 a lot of fun and there are parts that are really creepy like you know there'll be this red lightning in the sky and you'll see like a massive like satanic figure just silhouetted just for a second and you can just know that all this stuff is kind of just outside of out of reach um yeah i I gave it a b plus as well i thought it was uh quite good and um it makes me curious to see that this uh writer director duo that did this they have another film called deadstream on shutter that is supposed to be pretty good so i'm gonna try and check it out at some point nice so what would you give the film as a whole I think as a whole, I'm going to give it a C plus. Yeah, I would go, I think I got to go B minus here. I think it's the strongest effort we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it more works more than it doesn't. And in the end, I said it's very entertaining, especially to Hellenbeck. Now, nothing VHS has ever turned out has been as good as... Um, was it the third or second one? What second was, one. Oh, what's it called? The second, with the cult? Yeah, I know which one you're talking about, but I've completely forgotten what it's called. But the second one. And that was... The Thai Death Cult. Yeah, that was the Gareth Ed- Evans one too, yeah, right? Yeah. So, But uh, yeah, no, that thing to this day, when I think about it, I still get a chill. It's so effective mm. and so well done. But this is solid. Yeah. it's And uh, if you like the VHS films, I think you're going to really enjoy this. They did state, too, that VHS, the sequel, VHS 85, is indeed coming. In fact, I guess it was revealed that they filmed it back-to-back okay. in 99. Okay. So, um, hopefully, we'll be getting that soon. Probably not till next year, but okay. still. They you know seem what? to be big successes for Shutter, so that's great. And I'm here for it, man. I really appreciate I mean, whatever you think of the ultimate product, and... You know, it's okay not to like them or think that some of them are weaker than the others. But I do appreciate that you get kind of this, you know, these filmmakers get to make like a short film that gets exposed to people. Like, I, I appreciate the the effort that is going into these kind of things. I think it's good. Yeah, and I think too, one of, and I think yours too, our favorite genres of horror is the anthology film. Mm, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're always tend to be, even when they're bad, they're kind of usually pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and you're right. Getting talent to kind of take a crack at this stuff and do something different or new is always fun. So, if you've seen VHS 1999, or excuse me, VHS 99, mm-hmm. it's currently streaming on Shudder. So, uh, it's just an email, feedback at thefirstrun.com. And that's it, Matt. That's going to be the big show for me this week. I, unfortunately... <laughs> have to cut out for a bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like but, how you said that we're gonna have we like we you and i are gonna have a holiday gift guide which i don't think we've had in like you know 10 years at this point that's all right well you can you know just hit me up on twitter i'll oh, let you know what sure. some of my picks are sure but uh i appreciate you carrying the weight for the rest of this show so um but here's one thing that i think might be good so we're gonna play out uh with this one so enjoy they're not real. You get that, right? None of it is real. The critics aren't real. The customers aren't real. Because this isn't real. You aren't real. <laughs> okay. Derek, why do you care about these people? They don't care about you. None of them. They don't even know you. Because you haven't shown them. Every day you'll wake up and there'll be less of you. You live your life for them and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. We don't get a lot of things to really care about. All right. Uh, I guess that was the stinger for this week. Uh, I guess, uh, you know what, guys? I'm going to, I'll give you my holiday gift card real quick. Oh, Christ. Uh, I'm going to answer this uh, this sudden Skype call real quick. Hello? Hello? Oh, it's you. Thank God. Oh, 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 oh. 
Marty, it's good to see you again. You know what, Santa? Um, you'll be proud of me. This year, I remembered that you that you might show up. I remembered that that might happen this year. Oh, I can't tell you how happy that makes me. Every year, I pop in to tell everybody what is uh, what we're getting on the list of everybody wants for their movie <laughs> lover in their lives. Sure, sure. So I run down to Big Five just to let you all know what they are. Yeah. It's nice that for once you you remember That's... that I I call it. I, I I do. I mean, I do what I can. You know, and honestly, Santa, I probably. You know, maybe if for years in the future, since you know everything of what every movie of lover wants, maybe you just run down the whole list about that, <laughs> and I'll just chime. Well, in. it's it's always good to get another perspective. I don't know why you got to be a jerk about it. Well, I mean, you know, you got the full list. I mean, you know what you know what Marty wants. You know what Steven Spielberg wants. You know what everybody wants. That's this is very true. This is very true, except that. Uh, Steven Spielberg's Jewish. Well, I mean, really I mean, you still know. You still know. I mean, well, you know, I, I yeah, know yeah. what you like as a gift, generally, yeah. sure. But unfortunately, you're still doing the show, so <laughs> not everybody gets what they want. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start, Matt. I will uh, uh, fill you in on the number five most requested <laughs> gift for the uh, movie, Brian. And it's going to be... You know what? I'm gonna Santa's gonna do something different. Okay. Santa's gonna recommend to you what he thinks are some of the 4Ks you should pick up this year. Okay. And it's that time of the year where you can get really good deals on them. And uh, first one is gonna be the uh, uh, Star Trek motion picture set, the uh, the OG. Okay. It's a beautiful little set. You got bumper stickers. You got stickers. You got movies. You got uh, a couple different versions of the movie as well. It's it's really quite good in 4K. It looks fantastic. Sounds fantastic. They fixed the sound. Really just rock solid stuff. Also, I would recommend the Batman 4K. I had a lot of fun with that one. Watching people get beat up and Robert Pattinson being, you know, tiny but still a badass yeah. was interesting mm -hmm, to watch. Mm -hmm. I would throw in uh, maybe one of my favorite films of the year. The most certainly one of the most exciting is a Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Reference quality shit, folks, for that 4K set, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll also say, I haven't seen this one yet, but it's coming out and I'm very excited. Can you hear? Here's me. Hold on. Let me turn the page. Here we go. <laughs> Highlander's coming up in 4K as well in about a couple weeks. So you want to pick up that one. That's a, uh, one of Santa's favorites. Mm -hmm. And the fantasy genre. Queen. Shannon's a big Queen fan. Mm -hmm. And then finally, for the uh, middle-aged guy in your life, the Godfather 4K set. Really wonderful, wonderful transfers. So uh, that's my recommendation, which I'm pumping in here at number five. All right. Um, <laughs> are, are, I know. I see that you're a mortal, Santa. Are you a Highlander? Is that why you enjoy it so much? <laughs> Let's just say... <laughs> there is only one at this point. Yes. <laughs> I see. Very good. It's more of a documentary for you, I take it. Yes. Um, all right. So my number five um, is a thing I saw on Twitter um, that I thought looked like it was quite fun. It is a Nakatomi Plaza uh, advent calendar where you move a little wooden Hans Gruber down, down, down. And by the 24th, he has hit the ground. Um, you can find it on Modern Deal. And it should, uh, you know, for people who think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, I think it's a good addition to, you know, right in front of your fireplace. The kids will love it. That's a good one. That's, uh, I, I'm not big on having depictions of somebody dying as part of the holiday season, but uh, that's more of an Easter thing. But still, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty good. That's, uh, uh, do you get any candy or chocolate out of that? No, I think it's just you just bring Hans Gruber down, you know, a different level every day. Well, that sounds like a big box full of bullshit. All right, then. <laughs> oh, my number four, then, from Uncommon Goods. going to run you about 40 bones. And that is the fill-in filmography. Which, basically, it's a list of films. And, you like, by genre. So, say, thrillers. Then you have Seven, Fargo, Dirty Harry, Point Break. And as you watch them, you fill them in. Oh. You little write it all, you little fill it in there. It's a fun little exercise. Lots of different movies. Uh, goes over the years. 
But that'd be a fun little thing for the uh, uh, movie fan that, that you know. If he likes to, you know, fill stuff in. All right. Um, so I'm going to recommend then for our number four um, for the, the Godzilla fan in your life, um, the... 15 film Godzilla Showa collection is available. Um, it's spread over eight discs running from the movies that run from 1954 to 1975 for all of the dude in a rubber suit goodness that you could want. Um, I believe we even get such classics as uh, Godzilla versus Megalodon or Megalon. Megadon? I don't even remember at this point, but it is uh, something that if, you know, you have a Godzilla fan. It's available for $180 from Criterion. And if you're at the Barnes & Noble sale, you might be able to get it 50% off right Ooh, now nice, this month. Right? Nice. Santa's got that. He's watched two movies out of that set so Good far. Good for you. I'm proud. But as you can hear, the elves are working hard in the background. <laughs> we got a, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on around here. That's very true. So there you go. My uh, number three, then, the most requested thing that we're seeing. There's a little more of a higher-end thing here, all right? I, I'll admit, it's going to run you about 170 maybe up to uh, 600 bucks, depending on how big you want to go. But on Etsy, there is a, uh, a company called the Home Theater Decor Shop. And what they do is they do the, lar- the large lighted Mylar boxes. So you know what the movie posters, you kind of see through them. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them where they have just the strips, about 5 by 25 inches. Well, they will basically make any one you want. And then you buy the boxes and you can buy, uh, you can have one box up to six, depending on how much you want to pay. Oh. And you plug it in and you have your little home theater and you can show what's showing in your home theater. It's a fun little thing there. A little pricey. <laughs> But still, uh, pretty pretty good. All right. Um, all right. Well, my next suggestion is um, so you know something relatively affordable. Um, so available from Urban Outfitters for thirty eight dollars is a nice light up mask of uh, Jason Voorhees. It is a hockey mask that you can just place on your desk, plug it in, and it will send out the cold cold glow of a serial killer who's unstoppable. You know, perfect for the holidays. That's actually an honorable mention oh, on Santa's list. So for, there you go. Good are. for Santa. Great mind. Now, Santa. I want to. I have a quick question for you while I have you, Matt. Mm-hmm. I have your list here. Okay. Your personal holiday list? Sure. And I don't understand. <laughs> maybe you can explain to me why you would need like a, like a box of those little flowers and the little glass vases you can get at the gas station. Is there any particular why you would want all of those? I, I like to use them as straws. They're straws. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drinking straws. Really kind of aerates what you're drinking. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I also I have to tell you that um, the, those pills don't expand anything. Oh. It's, it's all fake. Oh, jeez. So I don't, I've, 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 I don't think it's worth it. I, I had heard that you know some of the ones you get from China, they sneak some stuff in there that actually works. No. <laughs> Trust me, no. You know from experience? Uh, sure, no. Now, number two, then, most requested item. There is something else I want to ask you, but we'll, we'll wait. Okay. Is I'm going to say, get them a, a subscription. Okay. Now, I think HBO Max is the strongest of all the streaming channels. <laughs> but uh, I think also a good one is Criterion. Lots of great. If they like, it depends on what they like. They like kind of popular stuff. Yeah. Go with Max. Mm-hmm. If they like classic and foreign films, go with Criterion. Or another one, Shutter. If they're a horror fan, because Shutter's been knocking it out of the park all year long. But uh, I always think get a gift, a subscription to one of those services, and they will love you. Mrs. Claus has gotten me a Criterion channel subscription, and I am having a blast with it. Fantastic. Good for you, Santa. I hope you... Uh, do you watch a lot of films on the Criterion channel? Uh, probably about once a month. Okay. Very good. Good. Not a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of other things Santa's got to do. Make toys. Sure. Sure. I understand. Make sure Mrs. Claus is all set. Yep. <laughs> He's winking, folks. I get you. <laughs> Just so you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, oh. my next suggestion then is, you know what? What if you 
do you like to go maybe camping or you want to have like an impromptu no. drive through experience? Um, well, Kodak no. has an ultra mini projector. It fits right in the palm of your hand for a whopping $180. You can plug your phone in there, your iPad, whatever, and then whatever you're streaming through it will display for you. Um, really cool, very portable. Like I said, if you enjoy nature but you really just want to watch a movie while you're have a long day after hiking or fishing, this is your bet. Play it on your play it on the side of your tongue. Shannon doesn't camp. That's uh too dangerous. Even though I can commune with the animals. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just... Well, you're afraid. you're a busy man. I mean you got a lot of indoor activities you gotta take care of. Lots going on. Yeah. That's right. Get off my back. Right. Matt, uh last thing too is they no longer publish drugs magazine. <laughs> and I have some revelatory information for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff you're looking for is available online. Really, you don't have to. I don't know if you're a tactile person. Sure, sure. I mean, it's something even something nostalgic about just having the magazine, but I'll I'll get pie. I'll look on eBay. Yeah, how about that? I'll get an e- you give me an eBay gift card. I'll I'll go looking for myself. <laughs> That sounds wonderful. So my uh, the number one most requested thing is going to be the Neon Yearbook. So last year, Neon put out a yearbook of all the films they put out, mm-hmm. like Flea, Pig, which you think you may have heard before, Tatan, and a bunch of other stuff. Basically, everything they put out in one little handy-looking book. Santa's hoping, fingers crossed, that they do it again next this year for 2022. That's why he hasn't really bought any Neon films on Blu-ray yet. But also, Neon has another item there, which he would recommend you getting. He's going to be buying it for himself. He's very excited. The art from Akiko Sternberger from Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is one of Santa's favorite films of the past ten years. Mm -hmm. It's the two women's faces with the flame. You may know we're familiar with it. 30 bucks, 11 by 17. And all the money goes to support the National Network for Abortion Funds. Santa's all pro-choice, right. in case you were wondering. Because the fewer kids are going to deal with, the better. It's dark, Santa. <laughs> That's dark. That way you put it so succinctly like that. You get um, popular. All right. Uh, well, my final then uh, my final gift here is a uh, twofer, kind of based off of the last one. Um, uh, there is a massive... Uh, fold-out screen that you can get from uh, called a Yardmaster Plus. Apparently, the quality that you get is is quite good, and I would hope so for a whopping $385. But, Whew. you know, can you really... Santa's home projector screen cost him like 30 bucks, and it looks great. Well, I mean, this one apparently is just uh, absolutely fantastic. It's, it's something that a true cinephile who wants to replicate the drive-through experience in their backyard it's it's the one to go with well i, I can't the problem is the reindeers crap all of them all the time so I, I can't be dropping 300 bills on a screen every couple of weeks <laughs> well maybe one could fall off the sleigh santa wink <laughs> Ooh, i don't i don't think i like what you're inferring i'm not inferring what uh, anything else there matt that uh, didn't quite make the top five no, not really. I mean, um, there were some, as always, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff on Etsy. There's a lot of uh, cool movie prints, art prints, uh, you know, um, just, uh, you know, small kind of clever stuff is out there for you to check out. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people who are in the film will appreciate a lot of that stuff. Yeah, one of those is like, it's called HK Studio Vintage Movie Posters on Amazon. Mm-hmm. About 20 bucks, you get you 12 of these little posters. They're about 7.8 by 11.8, and they're decals, so you can kind of take them up, move them around. Nice. Do like a whole wall. It's nice. kind of fun. They have a Polaroid version of it as well, which I thought was kind of cool. What else? Uh, there's stuff people talking about. The Everything Everywhere All at Once Auditor of the Month trophy. Oh, okay. Which is actually a candle. Okay. Because, you know, A24 is mostly a candle company now. <laughs> but if you've seen that movie, you know what that award is. Matt certainly knows. And then uh, you can't, well, you can't get it now. It's sold out. Maybe it'll come back in. But the Star Trek communicator, Santa has one of those. Oh. Barely ever uses it, but he loves having it. Very good. I'm so, glad. There you are. I'm glad you have a lot of stuff that you don't use, Santa. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I'm drowning in it. It's so fun. <laughs> well, Matty, it, it's been a lot of fun. 
visiting I, with you again this year. You know what? Uh, it, 364 days is too long to see you the next time, Santa. <laughs> Even though I planned things out a little bit better this year, still I would give myself a C plus this year. Really got to bring my game next time if I uh, if I bother to delight you with my presence. You know what? I'm I will keep my fingers crossed. I will count down the days until next holiday. Oh, that's wonderful, Matt. So I'm curious, what are you going to be talking about next week? That is a great question, Santa, because we are all over the place and I'm not even sure what the hell we're doing. For sure on the list is the Fablemans, but these are the various things that Chris has also thrown out into the ether. Uh, (laughs) Bones and all, Knives Out, One Week Run, Uh, Creed 3 is for some reason on there, and I don't even think that's coming out anytime soon, or maybe I just missed it. Um, Also, uh, Noah Bombach's news is dropping on Netflix called White Noise, uh, which is based off of a book that I read that I really enjoyed by a man named Don DeLillo. So, all kinds of stuff, but we are definitely going to be seeing the Fablemans. Faux show. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. Well, Matt, thank you again. Uh, where else can people find the show? Is it, you can give that a shot. I'm kind of curious if you can pull this off. Now. <laughs> um, well, uh, you can check us out at thefirstrun.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, search for the first run, as Chris likes to say. Scroll, 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 scroll. Eventually, you will find us, and on all of the places you can find your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. A plethora of other ones that I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry, guys. But we're out there for the finding if you're so inclined to find us. Oh, thanks, Matt. Take it easy. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Well, Mr. Dalton, you may add nine staples to your dossier of 31 broken bones. Two bullet wounds, nine puncture wounds, and four stainless steel screws. That's an estimate, of course. I'll give you a local. No, thank you. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt.